And in my family, my sister definitely gets it worse. Last year, my sister got engaged. That should have been a lovely moment for our family. And it was for 0.5 seconds until she then announced she didn't want to get married in a church. Oh, dear. Anyone would have thought she'd told him she'd voted green. <laughs> Did not go down well. He went, what do you mean you don't want to get married in a church, Molly? If I'm paying for this wedding, you're not having it in a fucking bar. <laughs> if I'm paying for this wedding, it will happen in a house of worship. The look on his face when he finds out we've booked a mosque. <laughs> Now the pressure's on me, of course, to get married. The pressure's on me to have a child. They keep asking me, when are you going to give us a grandchild? I'm like, I'm trying to put an end to this bloodline of syphilitic mass murderers. <laughs> but it's because I had my first proper breakup recently. I, uh, I had an amicable breakup, which people tell you is a good thing. I'm here to tell you, it fucking ain't. <laughs> Much better to hate the person. I say that as a person, I also say that as an artiste because the one advantage of having tragedy in your life as an artiste is it can inspire great work. No one has ever written a brilliant album about a lovely breakup where everyone behaved impeccably. I wanted her crushing my heart into the floor, throwing my clothes out of the window. I wanted to get Adeled, right? <laughs> Instead, my ex-girlfriend took my mum for tea to help my mum transition through the split. <laughs> oh, fuck you with your kindness and generosity. I want to be rolling in the deep. Instead, I'm in the shallow end, making jokes about diarrhoea. <laughs> then we had this weird situation where me and my ex were just friends and we were living in the same flat together for a couple of months. That was very weird. Trying to help each other acclimatise to our new life as just friends. Shall I tell you the most tragic moment? <laughs> we were in the kitchen together and for the first time in six years, she farted in front of me. <laughs> And no words were exchanged. I just walked out of the room, went upstairs, locked myself in the bathroom, and had a little cry because I knew it was over. <laughs> in one gust, she had broken wind and my heart. <laughs> Some of this new material is quite bleak. <laughs> Seriously, though. She was farting in front of me. She was trying to make herself less attractive to me. She was literally trying to fart herself off the pedestal. But it didn't work. I am a man. It only made me love her more. <laughs> and I tried to play ball as well. I was like, is there anything that maybe I could do to make myself less attractive to you? She went, no, I think I'm pretty much there. <laughs> so now I've got to put in an effort again. <laughs> Got to put a shift in in the bedroom again. I don't like having to do that. Oh, no. I'm very conservative in the bedroom. No thrills with me between the sheets. I always say sex with me is like arriving late at the theatre and trying to find your seat. A <laughs> lot of shuffling, bit of shushing, a pause, and then from somewhere in the darkness, just a whispered, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you like that joke from Jack Whitehall's I'm Only Joking, Check out his newest season of Travels with My Father, only on Netflix. 